Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen, and today is May 7th. Today we're going to continue on and we're going to be in Mosiah chapter 16. And I want to start off with a quote by President Benson that he gave in a talk called A Witness and a Warning. He says, Just as a man does not really desire food until he is hungry, so he does not desire the salvation of Christ until he knows why he needs Christ. No one adequately and properly knows why he needs Christ until he understands and accepts the doctrine of the fall and its effect on mankind. Now here in Mosiah chapter 16, it feels like that is what Abinadi is really trying to help these wicked priests understand. He's trying to help them see who they are and what their future is going to be unless they accept Christ. In verse 1, he explains that the time is going to come when every single person will see the salvation of the Lord and that everyone is going to have to confess before God that his judgments are just. The blessing here is that salvation is for everyone. Both good and bad will resurrect and stand before God, and we will stand before him with a perfect remembrance. Verse 2 says that in that moment, the wicked will be cast out and they will howl and weep and wail and gnash their teeth, and this because they wouldn't hearken to the voice of the Lord. It describes the sadness that the unrepentant will have. Now, it's an interesting description because we don't believe in a traditional heaven-hell idea that most Christian religions do. But this weeping and the wailing and the gnashing of teeth certainly sound like a description of hell. But it's so important to realize here that the weeping and the wailing and the gnashing of teeth isn't going to be because some devil's going to be sitting there poking them with fire. That weeping and the wailing comes because in that moment we will have a perfect remembrance of all our sins, but also we'll have a remembrance of all the chances that we had to repent and to turn to Christ. And we will remember how we rejected those opportunities. We will see Christ in all his glory and see what we could have had, but that we rejected. That is where the real weeping and wailing comes in. In fact, if you look in verse 12, it says that these people never called upon the Lord while the arms of mercy were extended towards them. For the arms of mercy were extended towards them, and they would not. That is tragic. And that is why the wicked will weep and wail in that moment. But also in that moment, because they have a remembrance of their guilt, and because they'll have a remembrance of the opportunities that they had, in that moment, they will have to confess that the judgments of God were just. We believe that the gift of salvation is a free gift offered to everyone who has ever lived upon this earth. Everyone will get the chance to resurrect and to live again. But the doctrine of Christ takes that one step further. The doctrine of Christ offers exaltation, a life with God and a life like God for those who use the atonement of Jesus Christ, not just to be forgiven, but to be enabled by grace to rise and be better. One of my favorite verses in all of scripture is found in verse eight, where it says, but there is a resurrection. Therefore, the grave hath no victory and the sting of death is swallowed up in Christ. Now, I love that concept of the sting of death being swallowed up in Christ, and I believe that there are several different ways that that sting is swallowed up in Christ. 
First of all, the sting of our own death is swallowed up because we don't need to fear. We know what's next, and we understand that death is just a stepping stone to the next phase of life. I don't fear death because of what's going to happen to me. I have faith and confidence in my next step. I do get kind of sad thinking about the loved ones that I would leave behind and their being sad. But as for myself, I don't fear because I know what's next. That sting of death is swallowed up. Second, the sting of death is swallowed up for those left behind because of the Savior's ability to run to and succor us. Now that is a hard thing to describe unless you've experienced it. But if you have lost a loved one, chances are you have felt that sting being swallowed up. Now notice it doesn't say the sadness of death is swallowed up in Christ. It is still sad, and it is still hard. President Nelson said the only way to take sorrow out of death is to take love out of life. However, we can experience Christ's peace and his comfort in our time of mourning. Third, the sting of death is swallowed up in Christ because of the knowledge that we have of the resurrection. That knowledge gives us hope. I have this scripture cross-reference to Moroni chapter 7 verse 41 which is one of the most hopeful scriptures in the Book of Mormon. It says, And what is it that ye shall hope for? Behold, I say unto you that ye shall have hope through the atonement of Christ and the power of his resurrection to be raised unto life eternal, and this because of your faith in him according to the promise. We can have hope because of our faith in the promises of Christ. And because of that, the sting of death is swallowed up in Christ. And fourth, the sting of death is swallowed up in Christ because of the promise of eternal families through temple covenants. And those temple covenants are only available to us because of the atonement of Jesus Christ. Because of the Savior, and because of our faith in Him, we can have faith, and hope that all loss, all grief, and all sadness is a temporary thing, and that even in our sorrows, even in our griefs, even in our sadnesses, we can have the Savior extending his love and his comfort and his peace. So truly, although the sorrow of death isn't swallowed up, the sting of it is because of his peace and his comfort. So Abinadi continues to teach the priests. And then he has this moment in verse 15. Now it's interesting because verse 15 is so different from all the other verses in chapter 16. And this is how I like to envision verse 15. If you've been a teacher before, you know that when you teach, you have the gift of discernment. You know when testimonies are being built. You know when faith is being grown. And you know when people are feeling the truthfulness of what you're teaching. So I picture it that Abinadi is sitting here testifying and teaching about Christ. And he can see that almost everyone is not buying it. It's not changing their hearts. It's not doing anything. I think he sees the writing on the wall and understands that he is going to be a martyr for the things that he is teaching. But I think he has this moment where he discerns that the heart of Alma is being stirred. And I think he understands in this moment that Alma is going to have to be the one to teach 
the doctrine of Christ and to carry it forward to his people. So he's teaching, he's testifying, he's warning very strongly. And then I think he has this moment where he realizes that Alma's heart has been pricked. And I like to think of him looking just directly at Alma, right into his eyes, as he says, verse 15, looking directly into his eyes, saying, teach them that redemption cometh through Christ, the Lord, who is the very eternal father. Amen. He lets Alma know the number one message that he has to carry forth. He lets Alma know the most important thing that he'll need to teach the people. That is the number one message. And it should be our number one message as members of the Church of Jesus Christ. When people ask us what we believe, when people ask us what we stand for, when people see the way we live our lives, the number one message of being a member of the Church of Jesus Christ should always be that redemption cometh through Christ the Lord. That is our message. That is what we teach. And all other aspects of the gospel are secondary to that knowledge. And I give that same challenge that Abinadi did. Teach. Teach your loved ones. Teach your children. Teach your neighbors. Teach them that redemption comes through Jesus Christ. And if necessary, use words. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're liking this podcast, make sure to subscribe, to like, to comment, and to review. This has been Come Follow Me Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.